What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Sunday morning, smooth jazz. Smooth jazz with Joe and Paul. Can the people hear the smooth jazz? I don't think so. Probably not. No. It's there. It's smooth and, and jazzy. It's jazz. And it's Sunday. It is Sunday. Uh, yeah, we took last week off because uh, I'm a shithead and was gifted, uh, I almost said emergency, but surprise concert tickets. Yeah. I would have gone. I yeah, I kind of didn't have a choice. Well, no, no, no. I, like, I, I wasn't that... I'm not mad that you didn't. I, it makes first of all, it's during the middle of the week, and there's no yeah. way I could have gone anyway. So, right. but yeah, I'm just saying it was that level of artist. Yeah, and, so. and it was somebody that if I uh, would have been on top of things, I would have purchased my, my a ticket myself to go to that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't even know he was going on tour. And uh, but yeah, Tyler Childers, folks, Jesus, just outstanding performer. His backing band is ridiculous. What was the venue? Uh, the Arizona Financial Theater. How many people Fi- a boot? 5,000 seats. Oh, wow. That's nice. Sold out in under an hour. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing was, is that, you know, for, for as big of as, in my mind, Tyler Childers is a big artist because a lot of people know who he is. Yeah, 5,000 seems like a small Yes. Thing. I was kind of surprised by that. I was also surprised by the fact that I don't consider myself like a huge fan, like a super fan. I mean, I am now because of just like, blown away by how good the performance was but that always happens like i can be a fan of the music but i don't become like a a, a true like diehard super fan until i see the sure. performer live usually um you know not that i'm shitting on people you know it's just i'm not i'm that's how i usually get into you know a, a group or an artist but uh yeah the the performance well, there's a couple of things that shocked me. One, I thought he would be it would be in a bigger venue. Yeah, to me, five thousand is kind of small. I thought he would be like an arena kind of guy, ten, fifteen thousand. Yeah, which I think he could be. I think he will be at some point, but I don't know. But uh, I have a feeling though. And talking to a friend of mine, uh, Nick, who lives in he lives in Texas, but he's he's from Kingman, and he's been a touring musician for f- ten years, twelve years, mm-hmm. and in the country scene recently in the past five six years. He said that like Tyler Childers is one of those artists that like yeah he plays Phoenix, which I get it. There's there's cowboy culture, there's rodeo culture, and all that stuff in Arizona. I get it, but there's way more of not those kind of people that in, don't in listen to. Yeah, and I and and he's Tyler Childers kind of made some. I think he made some enemies. Uh, I think it was the CMA, the Country Music Association Awards several years ago, where they awarded him like best new artist or something like that, and he was already like like two albums deep. Like two full-length albums and a handful words, of IPs. You should have gotten the award sooner. You're saying. Well, it, what it was, they they gave him an award for best new oh Americana, like it was best Americana artist, and he just went up there. First off, they mispronounced his name. What did they say? They called Child- him Tyler Childers. Child- <laughs> and he goes up on stage and with his like re- like patchy red beard and I don't know he was wearing a flannel or whatever whatever he was wearing. He was just being himself. He goes uh, first off, my name's Tyler Childers. Uh, and also, I don't like the. I don't know exactly what Americana means because Americana is hip hop, rap, the blues, jazz. That's, that's, that's Americana. That's true. What I, what I play is just banjo picking music from the hills, and if people like it, that's great. But if they don't like it, I like it, and that's why I keep doing it. Thank you, Childers. And he said, chill, he said his name one more time, <laughs> and left the stage. That was like 
five, six years ago. I heard about him first from a friend of uh, a, a girlfriend of mine years ago, mm-hmm. who's also a musician. She goes, "I think you would really like this guy. He's kind of from your neck of the woods." I'm like, what, "He's who from is Kentucky, it? I think." Yeah, he's from Lawrence uh, Lawrence County, Kentucky, which yeah. he now lives in Lewisburg, West Virginia, which I know where I know right where that's at too. So he moved way far away. Yeah, super <laughs> far away. He moved, from... he moved like six counties over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he's a. Uh, he is from. Uh, I meant to look this up too because I just wanted to bring it up. That just how ridiculous it is. Because my brother and I were talking about. Because my brother spent a lot of time in, in uh, Eastern Kentucky and West Virginia, you know, through his uh, various jobs and whatnot. But um, Lawrence County, Kentucky, produced a lot of fucking. Uh, yeah, artists. it's like uh, it's, uh, it's like a Pez shit, dispenser I, of. It kind of is. It kind <laughs> of is of that kind of music. Uh, let's see. I looked it's, it up too. It, a did bit you? Ago. Yeah, it's like a. Um, oh my god! Like in that area, it was Loretta Lynn. Let's see. Yeah, Loretta Lynn, Tyler Childers, Sturgill Simpson, Chris Stapleton. Like these big yeah, right. fucking names, huge names in in music. And I cracked a joke to my brother. I was like, "Man, what the hell are they putting in the water?" He goes, "Oh, it's runoff from the 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 coal mines." Coal, yeah. But for every ten thousand people that are born with an extra arm or born with no arms or stillborn, you get a Loretta Lynn. <laughs> and then they have another ten <laughs> or 15,000 more bad things than you get a Chris Stapleton. But, uh, yeah, Ty- oh, man. And then the opening guy, like the opening band, the opening guy's name is Charlie Crockett, which just sounds like an old country guy. Sure. But he's like 39. Okay. Uh, and reminded me of old Hank Williams stuff. Even kind of looked like him. Wow. I'm like, wow, this is fucking incredible. Then Tyler Childers See, comes he out. Was, he like, was good. He had his own, oh, his oh, own stuff. Incredible. And, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And they both just played um, uh, Willie Nelson's 90th birthday was yesterday, by the way. Oh, Shout out to Willie yeah. Nelson. Yeah. And there's a big concert for him at the Hollywood Bowl. And Tyler Childers. When are they going to the, put that guy in prison for smoking weed? You know, I'm just, I, I think mean, I've had I, enough of his I, weed smoking. I think that he uh, they tried to, and he just like hit, hit his joint again and floated away. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> He's a danger. Do you remember years ago when the... <laughs> They pulled him over. It was Texas, a Texas State Trooper. Texas pulled, State they Trooper found him over weed there. in the Willie Nelson bus. And yeah. In other news, water's wet and there's cans. Uh, they actually took him. Took someone to jail. I think. I think. Did they? Some, I think they did. Oh, I, I think they did. So the roads are safer now that Willie Nelson is is bus is. I think they did something. I think somebody I don't think got they just let him. I don't think he just let him go. That's the one of the problems with Texas is the weed problem that's that's one of the problems yeah for for being the the land of 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 freedom and whatnot there's kind of their their gun laws i think are stricter than arizona and it's really difficult to open up an alcohol service establishment whether it's a brewery a bar whatever yeah and uh and then their weed laws it is funny with the level of freedoms that are i'm not gonna get up on this topic right now but that, that are just different they're just picked here and there depending on where you are you know it's it's weird that you just can't have the uh oh something smell cheese I was cutting I don't the cheese know. earlier. No, it's not cheese. It's something greasy. I don't know what it was. We act, we're actually yeah. cutting the actual literal cheese. The actual cheese. And it's a uh, Parmesan. It's the balsamic Parmesan that's available at Smith's. Fantastic. It's, it's not a sponsored no, um, it's not. episode or segment. That'd be great if one of our earlier sponsors was the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> forgive Joe for chewing the microphone. Don't forgive me. I don't care. <laughs> it's cheese. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Uh, speaking of concerts, uh, so my friend George back in Atlanta said, uh, apparently, because he's not following, but it, this is hilarious. He goes, apparently, uh, Taylor Swift has a concert here tonight, and the whole town is going fucking nuts, and I don't know why. 
So I he didn't know I went. So I said, "Fun fact," and it went dot dot dot. And I sent him pictures of the concert. of you going to see Taylor Swift. And he oh. goes, "Really?" And I went, "Yeah." And I said, "My first question when I walked in was, how many tractor trailers does this take to move this shit around?" Because you're a logistics guy. <laughs> That's the first thing you think of is like, "How the fuck did they do this?" <laughs> well, and like I told you in that same conversation was that um, I knew a, a couple guys that uh, worked on the Warp Tour. Which was, you know, punk rock and ska metal. They actually did Katy Perry's first like U.S. tour was with the Warp Tour. Eminem mm. was in Warp Tour '98, oh, like wow. on like a side stage. Yeah, so they picked up. There was some. It was a you know up and coming, but for the most part, it's known for 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 punk rock and, mm-hmm. and ska bands. Um, but the Warp Tour with what three or four stages because I always had like at least one side stage it was like for the locals or up and coming bands and then you had two stages that ran not in tandem but back and forth so while one band's playing the next band is setting up on the other stage and just goes back and forth brilliant way to do things mm-hmm. um, so you can see 30 bands in a, in a day oh, in a yeah. 12 hour day so uh, Warp Tour at one point in time had like I think it was like eight or what? nine semi trucks and that, that, that they had one of the first stages built that was like a transformer, like they just the, the wow. truck backed like it just, just kind of starts unfolding. It, yeah, it unfolds in the whole stage, sound system, everything all bolted together there. exactly. And they can God, they can great. they can tear it down and get out of there. And I think it's under an hour. Wow, which is incredible. It takes a little while to set it up because you have to plug wires back in and mm-hmm. shit like that for the sound system. But you know, it's pretty fucking incredible. But then I looked up uh, uh, Taylor Swift's whole fucking entourage to do all her shit, the mm-hmm. production shit, and it was it was eighteen. Semi trucks and trailers, <laughs> eighteen. <laughs> That's fucking. But I mean, didn't you say she was gonna gross or she's gonna net? Oh, yeah, yeah, net we, so like, yeah, yeah. Hold on, to it before you okay. the numbers, it was like so. This was happening when uh, Michael and I were downtown, uh, and uh, I saw my friend here doesn't even know. He goes, "You didn't tell." I said, "I didn't tell most of my people back. <laughs> nobody back east knows that I went to this Taylor Swift concert." And uh, and I, we were talking about the get the setup and all this kind of stuff. And then so about two texts in, my friend goes. How much did you pay for tickets? And I said, I may never tell you. I may <laughs> take never. that one to your grave. And I said, I'm not really a Swifty. And he goes, Apparently you are. Yeah. And we're going back and forth. And I went, No. And I said, I don't even think she's that attractive. And he says, Well, she'd probably do in a pinch. And I went, Here's a woman oh, I went with. Here's God. my date. And I'm t- showing Michael too, because Michael's right there. Their fiance now. Her fi- whatever. Their fiancés. Their fi- they have been fiancéd. The. the- <laughs> There should be a term for that. Fianced. Like, are you guys married? You know, are you fianced? Right. We're 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 engaged. Thank you. They're in, well, yeah, but I couldn't say that. Yeah, in that, yeah, I couldn't yeah. put that together in those words in that sentence. The words are hard. Anyway, I said my date, who's married and or engaged, excuse me, engaged, looked better than Taylor Swift, and so I sent a picture of of what we of a selfie there at the concert. He goes, I think she probably is. I said, Yeah, she is. I said, She's funny. And she sings really well too, and uh, she's smart. So there you have it. And she doesn't have a whole entourage of eighteen semi trucks going with her right. every city. <laughs> well, that would be kind of a, that's pay, a pain in the ass. That's, a, that's kind of a deal breaker for me. <laughs> <laughs> but then we looked it up. So Mike, I said, God, all that money costs. And then, well, let's just figure out what. It, and then Michael looked it up. So there you go. It was the numbers were between this and this? But the bottom line is, from this tour, they estimate that she will be netting netting after all expenses. She will be netting. Over a billion dollars. That's ridiculous. Billion. Billion. And she, so conveniently before she finished out the tour, she dumped or got dumped 
Who, I wonder who dumped whom, you know, her boyfriend uh, back I'm uh, sure we'll never know. Probably not. I... We're, we're gossiping about... Uh, about, yeah. about, about uh, Can we switch gears from this, please? <laughs> I can't deal with this. Taylor Swift and her fiance. They weren't even fianced, I don't even think. She's never, she's never going to get married, is she, probably? I, I don't know, man. I'm not even going to speculate on that. This is not I'm now Swifty. a Swifty. I'm talking... I know you're a closet <laughs> Swifty. This is, your, this is your coming out of the closet <laughs> podcast. No, it's not. Anyway, so that was that. It was just funny that my friend had no... I, there's no way my friend would have ever... He won't even go probably to a concert that he likes now. He's a year older than I am. So he, he's just... I think he's done enough. You know, he's just he's been now to enough married, concerts. has a kid, and he's in the suburbs of Atlanta. You know, ew. No, I don't know. I, I don't. I, but I don't know why that would make you not want to go. Now I understand not wanting to be in big crowds. I understand people that like that. But for some reason, and I hate big crowds myself. Oh, it was sixty thousand people that were there. For some reason, I can if I'm going to a concert, which is typically the only time I'll be in a big crowd. Sure, like a really big crowd. You're not gonna go to a big major sporting event, probably like that. Not very often. Like I haven't yeah. been to a baseball game in over a year. Well, right? I mean, and prior five to that, it's years been for me or six or seven. Yeah, or prior to that, it was probably six or seven years. Uh, I've only been to one NFL game. I've mm-hmm. been to one NHL game. That's it. And like four, well, your entire area, life, my entire life. Yeah. Okay, all right. I've been to more when I was a kid playing. It's expensive. Pee football and that kind of shit. Yeah. And we had Dallas Stadium within walking distance almost. Yeah, that kind of makes it handy. They kind of took us at gunpoint. You were required to go. Yeah, to you the have game. to. You have and to be a Texas, Cowboys fan. So. It's Texas football. <laughs> That's another thing. I would love to put Texas football up against uh, literally any Midwestern state, specifically Ohio, because that's where I'm from, but also I think any other. Like, they te- they say, oh, Texas football, they take it so seriously. I'm like, really, man? Because uh, the stadium. I mean, you know what conference? You're talking about college ball, though? or No, not? I'm talking about high school ball. Oh, high school. Okay, yeah. I got it. Because I can tell you right now, the Troy High School Stadium, and it's been like this for decades, the Troy High School Stadium will seat like 18,000 people. Wow. That's a high school Tyler fucking Childers football. Tyler Childers should have played there. Tyler Childers <laughs> could sell the whole fucking place out. And you stay at my mom's house. It'd be great. Uh, yeah. Only one bathroom, That's Tyler. Just be, sorry, please Tyler. Be quick. He's like, That's okay. I shower in the back. I don't care. I'm from Lawrence <laughs> County, Kentucky. Like, we this, have is, out- this is nice. This is actually really nice. Y'all have an indoor shitter? <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's not nice. Anyway, no, that guy, I've always, I've appreciated, you know, for years his music, but I haven't only really gotten deep into it in the past maybe six or eight months, and I just, I really feel like I slept on him for way too long. Well, it's kind of old school, kind of slow mountain, it's kind of hard to describe, whatever it is. It's it's folksy, bluegrass with country, like modern country kind of twinges to it, but there's also, like, he's got, every album that he has sounds a bit different. You know, it's not just the same old shit. That's good. But his man, he's just like the king of a good hook. Oh yeah, and and just good lyrics. You know, just I could I could start naming a half dozen songs right now. People would be like, "Holy fuck!" But when you really start getting into it, it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. Oh a, yeah, it's a lot of dark stuff. It's about addiction and his own personal de- dealings with that, and then dealing with you know growing up poor and seeing poverty in a in a nation that pretends like poverty doesn't exist well, and this, just things this, like that well this um this resonates because the fact of the matter is, is that there are more poor people than are rich people correct and there are a lot of people out in the country even though it's not country country that we think of and that's that's it, that's what it is and it's and with addiction who the fuck doesn't have some kind of i mean seriously we all have been touched by it in some way shape or form it wasn't like that a generation or some ago. kind of a personal addiction it could be even you know it could be uh you know in, in what you think of as you know alcohol or drugs but food, work, other other issues. That are, I mean, seriously, there's there are workaholics. Yeah. It's true. I hate the word aholic because that's too much of alcohol. 
It should be workic. We talked about this probably too. Yeah, Al- work a holic. A holic is it's alcohol. Now that's that's the wrong word. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, oh, I'm I, a I this a holic, that a holic. No, it should be an you work too ick. much. Yeah, it's alcohol and an ick. Just put ick on the back of it. I'm a workic. <laughs> I know that doesn't roll off the tongue. That no, it doesn't at all. But in it any makes way, shape, it or makes sense. Yeah. grammatically. No, it does. Yeah, but it's terrible. Anyway. Everybody's been touched by either directly or or not or a sex addiction, all that stuff, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's there. So anyway, the point is, songs like that are gonna are gonna resonate. That's a big market. Yeah. So he probably isn't doing that intentionally. It sounds like he his songs and his lyrics come from the heart. You know. Now so I can tell you right now, there's two big reasons why his brand of quote unquote country music resonates with people. Especially people around, I would say, my age to down, maybe call it 50, 45 to 50 down to maybe 25 or so, Mm -hmm. is that we remember a time where we either grew up listening to really dark shit, Johnny Cash, Ricky Skaggs, things like that, uh, dark stuff. Yeah. You know, dark lyrics, dark sounding music that was country music. And then you had the rise of, like, just kind of garbage pop country that's only gotten worse. Yeah. And I'm not a, I'm just not a fan of that stuff because it, it's not, it doesn't hit me the way that other stuff did because now I've, I've you know, I've lived 42 years now. Mm-hmm. I've seen friends, you know, come and go, and I've seen friends die and loved ones die and addiction get a hold of people that never came back through it from it and some people that have, that have come back from it. And so you're looking for something a little bit different other than drinking Budweiser's, hanging out at the wash, sitting on the truck. Like, that's all great when you're doing that. Right. But there's some real shit. Oh, yeah. After, like, yeah, that's like, just there un- needs to be a service onion layer it, bullshit. That's it, what that exactly. is. Exactly. And it's written by the same 10 songwriters in Nashville. Yeah. And that's fine. And that sells have the records. Same, and you can follow the song. You know how the structure yeah, of the song. You kind of already know how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but there's, but you're just looking for more substance. But then there's another aspect of it, too, that. Saw on TikTok, I had to literally set my phone down because I felt personally attacked. And it says, "Hey, uh, all you elder emo kids, how's that? Uh, how's the sad country phase going for you?" And I was like, <laughs> "Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, the fuck, which is perfect, yeah, because I can rattle off at least ten friends of mine that I know were wearing skinny jeans and had flat ironed." black dyed hair mm-hmm. and a my chemical romance t-shirt in 2005 that are also huge tyler childers fans now right right which is just fucking hilarious to me that somebody just like per- put plugged it into perfectly that. just yeah. just dialed in just yeah. laser focus yeah uh but it's true but uh his uh, but the dude's level of performance is just incredible his songwriting skills i mean he's he's 30 what is he 30 31, 32. Yeah, he's young. I, I didn't know how, how old he was until I looked it up. You and, when, when you were going down there, I'm going to read about this guy. And seeing him, I was only about 30 feet away from him, and you know, close enough to see he do, he looks like he's 40. You can tell you can tell that he was on pills, okay. was brutal alcoholic for years and years and years. Is he clean he's now? Sober, he yeah. Okay. I don't know how sober he is. I do know that I didn't see him drink anything on stage other than uh, water and he did something I hadn't. I've, the only time I've ever seen it was at a Dropkick Murphy show. He had a big bottle of the, like the honey bear, like honey, like the bear oh, bottle. The shape, the shape and, of a bear. Yeah, yeah, and then it was just, you, you see him just like squeeze like a uh, lemon. Yeah. 
into his mouth in between like for every like third song. Yeah, to keep your to keep your voice going. Yeah. Um, and it works, but I've only ever seen the singer for Dropkick Murphys. I've seen him down. The dude goes through an entire bottle of honey. Wow. At every concert, but he's also sh- screaming. Is this tour sponsored by? Uh... Just, yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, but also, I remember my grandfather telling me you know stories about bluegrass guys and whatnot, and and uh, the the old quote is, is uh, it's not bluegrass if it doesn't hurt. And that goes for your vocals, your fingers when you're picking, things like that. That's, like it's not it's, it's not kinda, bluegrass unless it's hurt. Kind of true. It's, I'm it, thinking about it now. Physically and mentally, hundred yeah. percent. So, but uh, it, but it wasn't just like banjo picking hillbilly stuff, man. He, the guy put on a concert that was an absolute absolute performance. He's got a six piece band, six or seven piece band, and every single one of those guys play multiple instruments. So he. Um, he mainly st- stands lead vocals and plays a guitar, yes, right? Yes, correct. And it's yeah. acoustic guitar. Uh, usually, yeah. Okay. I mean, he had his electric, and he did play uh, fiddle on a couple songs because oh, okay. that's something he's self-taught at just recently, I guess, in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another guy in the band who, like, plays anything with strings that just was playing the fiddle, but they had a twin fiddle kind of jam. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the way he introduced his band, I felt like I was at, like, it was like a Southern Preacher. You had like the organ player, like his, you know, you know, mm-hmm. which had a full-on Hammond organ plus like five other keyboards oh, for shit. other shit too. So, but like, yeah, to, when he hit that Hammond organ, man, it just the whole place just blew up. <laughs> like, holy shit, where's the choir? God damn, passing around the the the, the tray, the collection the plate, collection and everything. Plate, yeah. It was like, oh god. And, but the way he's introducing <laughs> the while he, he's the, the, this kind of pseudo jam session that's going on, it sounds like he's preaching. Like gospel to people, but he's really just introducing each one of his band members. Mm-hmm. But my favorite, and I had to look it up because it was just I was just like a, like aghast, and I I had nobody really to share it with because I'm I'm there with uh, you know Sean's lady Ashley, mm-hmm. and she'd only heard a couple of his songs and didn't really know knew who he was, but hadn't really gotten into him. Now she's a fucking fan, sure. But uh, I I like kind of lit up and started cheering when uh, Tyler just goes and and on drums. I can't remember his name. It's Bill something. He was like, and on drums, Bill. He was born on. He's the he's the what is he's the, the 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 damn master of the damn drums. Born on the right side of the river, but raised on the wrong side. But chose to come back to the right state from Byesville, Ohio, by way of Lewisburg. I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> Byesville is where my mom was born. She wasn't born. She was born in Ironton, which is the nearest hospital. But Byesville, Ohio, right, right there on Ohio River in the fucking hills. Um, you probably get like a free banjo whenever you give birth to a kid. Like that's fucking that's where it's at. <laughs> they called him out. They said he was born on the right side of the river, but raised on the wrong side of the river. And I could not. Fu- you can't. You could not sum up that area of the country better because we're. It's like they're all poor and they all pretty much get along. But there's the gentle ribbing that goes back and sure. forth, kind of like like yeah. the navy and the marines, and the army. Yeah, yeah. It's the same shit because it's all right there. You have. The Ohio River separates, uh, you know, West Virginia, Kentucky, and, Kentucky. and Ohio, yeah. right there in that corner. But anyway, it was it was just an incredible fucking show. Two hours and fifteen minutes, two hours and twenty minutes. He played, which was incredible to me. Did you a turn and burn, or did you stay the night down there? I stayed down there. Okay. Yeah, and got up and like I I was I was uh, very very fortunate and blessed to have been gifted for most of the day off the next day. Yeah, um, I'm going to take a left turn. How are, are they? Are there any more new divided highway between here and there in the last couple of months? No, no. But on my no. way down there, I saw a record number of police officers and border patrol. On the way down, on my own per, my my 17, like north of Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, between uh, between Wikiup, yeah, between Wikiup and Wickenburg, mm-hmm. I saw 17 
highway patrol vehicles and then four or five border patrol. Okay. And then on the way back, there was an accident. Uh, I don't know what it was. I, I saw a semi truck tr- like trailer on like smoldering. So when I showed up, and they had kind of stopped traffic and whatnot, but I saw one of the uh, – here's a pro tip for any of you folks that are traveling between Phoenix and, and Kingman in the near future. Watch out for white mid-2000s to late maybe 2010 Toyota uh, pickup truck, Toyota Tacoma, four-wheel drive, oh, That's lifted, Border Patrol, isn't it? That unmarked, oh. unmarked oh. completely. It didn't even have a government license plate. Oh. But it had reds and blues on it, hmm. and it was stopped off on the side of the road, and a plain, plainclothes cop sitting or standing next to it. So watch out for the Tacomas. Anyway, uh, so it's I not did, you didn't see any more like oh there's a big section they're about to finish you know no like I didn't see any of that that's what I'm looking for yeah I can't I wait that. every time you went down there too it's like you know it's like your parents telling you to be careful if you're gonna do something or whatever but I I don't like and I don't I don't like going that section either but it was a lot worse again it's between Kingman and. Wickenburg, yeah. effectively, is a worse chunk here. And it's going to be I-11. We're going to be called I-11. But there's chunks of it that are, it's on a divided highway. It's going to be the future highway. There's still some two-lane back and forth, you know, yeah. zero room between you and who. And, and there's accents. It's a common place. It's a, for, it's it, a common fatality it's, place. It's, it's very it's, – it's always in the top ten deadliest roads in America yeah. every year and has been forever. It's gotten better. It used to be the deadliest. It used to be really bad. So now yeah. it's, it's a lot better than it was even since I moved here. I mean, it's got it's made positive changes since I moved here, but before that, it was a lot worse, especially at night and wild animals and that kind of stuff. Wild animals were always a problem, but at night it's actually safer with vehicles because you can see vehicles from farther out okay. because of the, the lights. That's something my father-in-law actually taught me that. Uh, and then I ran that by my dad. My dad goes, yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. I'm like, we didn't really think about it because you're at 75,000 pounds. Nothing's really going to fuck you up. Right. Like, if somebody crosses left of center, you're the, doing the fucking up. Yeah. Uh, so, it's about, you know, anytime I hear someone thinking Joe's going to drive down there, I say, well, just be fucking careful. I know you're going to be, but holy shit. I yeah. just don't want to. I, I'm waiting for the, the time that I learn of a bad well, accident. You're, you're not the only one. Sean does that. You did that. And then when I left work that day to go home and change to, to drive down there, and Jess is like, man, fucking please be careful. You drive that road often enough. You, you're like, I don't want you to become a statistic. It's kind of one of those areas now where. The more times I do it, the more I've seen on that road, the more I – I was paying attention before, but now it's like, all right, I'm not doing anything. It's stressful. Like, ex- except I'm going to be you know, on the wheel and just looking and looking and looking and looking. Because if I see someone coming the opposite direction that's starting to do something I don't like at all, i got to be ready. You get, on, you get on your guard. You know. And I've had a couple near misses, like it's just re- – and real close calls. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's to the point where I, I – and paying so much attention that it's like I'll I, I I will turn the music off or podcast if I'm listening yeah. to it to concentrate through a couple of the stretches and then by the time I get through Wickenburg I always pull off at that one rest area south of Wickenburg this and, is, and just kind of shake it off because I've been gripping the wheel to the point where my hands like hurt. This is what I noticed in Germany at, at long stretches of the autobahn where there was no speed limit uh, in these certain areas and they had rest areas there that were. They had, they had a, a good rest areas, but yeah. when you pull over there and bre- people are actually, you can see the drivers, they're taking breaks. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not just walking through the grass and hanging out with their kids. <laughs> they're like recouping. Yeah. And that's how like, anybody wants to say that NASCAR drivers aren't real race car drivers. You should uh, talk about how many calories they fucking burn just based off of stress and the physicality of the job. Right. No, it's so, not easy. Uh, yeah. So uh, one other thing, though, uh, I went somewhere that you and I will have to go. It's in downtown Phoenix. Okay. Um, 
It's called Gus's. Gus? Gus's role. An astronaut named Gus. Gus. No. What, what's your middle name? It's Ivan. Gus's <laughs> Ivan. No, I can't do Ivan. <laughs> Gus's uh, world famous fried chicken. Oh. World famous. Oh, my God. So they claim. So, yeah. Maybe it is world famous now because if it's that, It started it's that in Mason, Tennessee. That's oh. how you know it's fucking legit. All right, there you go. Hands down, top five fried chicken I've ever had. And I'll put it up against my grandmother's, anybody's. I don't care. It's so good. But is Gus still around? I I don't know. I didn't ask. Like, uh, does Gus live here? I didn't. I didn't ask that. Uh, they do have like you can sit at the counter, mm-hmm. which I thought was that's pretty fucking legit. That's sit at the legit. counter. Or there's tables. Yeah. Fried green tomatoes oh, uh, as an appetizer. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Got to have. Uh, I got to Ashley. Got to have fried green tomatoes for the first time. She loved them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get. Did you just happen upon it, or did you learn about it from? Yeah, uh, we were actually just going to go to um, the the State Forty Eight uh, Brewery has a has a um, has a, a tap house, and well, they brew there too. I think in downtown Phoenix, right around the corner. We tried to go there, but it was closed. I was like, "What the fuck? It's fucking! It's a fucking! Was I know it? it's a Monday night. That's probably it, why, right? No, no. Oh. They're open seven days a week. They showed that they were open on their website." Hmm. So come to find out there was a food truck event going on like a couple blocks away, and they just were like, we're not going to be open for both. We don't have the staff to do both. So they did oh, gotcha. their like food and beer and whatnot there. But anyway, so we, we in the same building as the State 48 is Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Mm-hmm. You went, fuck it, let's and, go there. Oh, God, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's, your, it's, it's a proper fried chicken joint. They have like you have biscuits a, and or cornbread or something? Absolutely, also? all yeah. of that. Yeah. And then you can get, uh, you know, uh, th- they had the various combinations. Like you had two-piece two white, two-piece dark, one-piece white, three-piece dark and white combo platter, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The coleslaw and the beans were on point, like just incredible. So if you're ever in the valley and you're craving good soul food, go to fucking Gus's. Gus's. Anyway. Uh, is it G-U-S apostrophe? It's G-U-S apostrophe S, which, which is, yeah, I know it's not. Well, I don't know if it's good. It's always a, that's always a debate, right? Like, I don't think there's a debate. Okay. I think there's just some people do it one way and some people do it the other way. There's okay. probably a right way, but it's lost to history. And I don't really care because the fried chicken was incredible. They could have called it <laughs> fart, and I still would have been like, fart I kind of want to go here, fart chicken. <laughs> a little bit of spice on yeah. the, the breading. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't heavy breading. It was, uh, it was fun. You would love it. it Some of the good. best uh, chicken I've had in South Carolina was at this, um, I guess they closed down. It was a barbecue, South Carolina, you know, vinegar-based, mm-hmm. which I think is really good. But anyway, they, they had also chicken. They had their barbecue, their pulled pork and stuff, and they always had a big old huge tray of fried chicken. They would oh, do man. Day. That was really good. Really, really so, good stuff. So, so good. Yeah. Oh, and, the, and uh, this is how I know it's a legit fried chicken place. You get a, a, a slice of white bread. Oh, God. Just the old cheap, yeah, whitest white yeah, bread the, you can the get. The cheapest, fakest <laughs> fucking, it barely has any flour in it. I don't care. That it is a southern thing. That is a it, southern it is. thing. It, it really is. Yeah. And, like, the the lady uh, at the counter asked me. They have okra? Yeah, of course they had okra. Okay, Come sorry. On, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would you even ask that? Not only did they, they had something I didn't even see on the, like, I saw it on the menu when I looked later on, but I had to see it, happened to see it sitting behind the counter. Also a very southern thing. They had, you could get honey. To mm-hmm. dip it in, like in little plastic cups, to dip your fried chicken in, and mm-hmm. I'm pissed that I didn't see that sooner. Yeah. That's the common thing too. This is a little little quirky thing to the south. So goddamn good, so good. Gus, Gus's, Gus's. Y'all go to Gus's. Gus. Okay, let's take a break. Let's do that. All right, we'll be back. 
something that you really wish you could do well that you would like trade important things in your life for what, uh like, you think about it i mean we are you already know like is there like thing god i wish i could do this well oh man uh i mean how deep do you want to go on this well it could go as deep as you want you could be in a waiting pool or you can jump into that fucking pool we just saw <laughs> In the Malibu $58 million mansion. 58, 58.8 million. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the point eight. You could probably negotiate that down. Yeah, right? They're like, yeah, can you... Th- <laughs> I guess I'm also giving you 57.5. Only if you throw in the Bentley. <laughs> Otherwise, no deal. 
<laughs> I also like how you had the Mercedes, the Bentley, and then a fucking Rubicon Jeep with a snorkel. And I'm like, because that's <laughs> almost as much as the other two fucking cars. Yeah. Um, actually, I really, I, I, I one of those. Pick, pick a thing. A, if I had to pick a thing, well, they'd be really good at I don't want to really limit it, but like, it's like, God, I wish I could do that well. Something that you may think would be hard or impossible. I don't know why you would think it'd be hard or impossible, because nothing's impossible, right? But I, I took guitar lessons for three years mm-hmm. and then I kept practicing kept on and on for another three or four years and I never got any better than a really shitty rhythm guitarist I wish that I could I, I wish I had that talent can you play bass though don't you play bass I guitar? can kind of play bass and I can and it's all but it's all based off of j- uh, dumbing down guitar based stuff based off of <sighs> so I'm, I'm deleting this whole fucking episode <laughs> no uh, I, I just I yeah guitar um I also I feel like the the folks that can stay hyper focused on one thing that they choose not something that found them that they are totally into but something that they choose and can become hyper focused on it for weeks months years I wish I had that ability because so, I've tried to do that and I don't know what's wrong with my brain that I just can't do that so it's not just like a in that case it's not I'm on the sneezer in a second it's it's uh, not that it's one oh God it thing. looks like Paul's gonna have a stroke. I hate those hard leading up to like it's like am I having a brain injury? Recently, and you had a, a back. Like I, a, I did that the other day, and I te- I was in the middle of text you guys. And I'm like, well, that's it. Forty two has hit me hard. <laughs> well, I've well, done. Was it a cough or a sneeze? That no, it was a sneeze. It was a sneeze while I was sitting uh, on my couch. And you was, strained or you popped your back? When it, it just happened. popped. It. it was like three pops in, in between my shoulder blades, and it was like took my breath away for half a second. I'm like, all right, I'm still alive. I think. I mean, I could be in the spirit world now. I don't. I have no idea, but yeah. like, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. so anyway. so it'd be play guitar, but the other thing you said was just to be able to stay focused on. Would that be thing for anything like a career or playing the guitar? In other words, that, let's, let's, maybe let's, let's tie those together. If you tie them together, I'm sure that could you one. play the guitar well enough, or do you just don't, I, you don't have it in you? I think I just I wonder if it's just not there. Like I I can uh, there's a lot of things in my life that I have a book knowledge, like a working knowledge of, but I don't know I it's I don't have the the. Uh, Ambidexterity? No. Ambit. Oh, that's using no, that's... both hands. No, it's it's not dexterity. It's <laughs> ambidexterity. Ambidexterity. Yeah. Let's throw a few more syllables. Yeah. Un- if... Unnecessary. Oh, these fucking <laughs> southern schools are treating you well, sir. Uh, oh, war eagle. So, <laughs> yeah. uh... <laughs> so that's where we're fucked up. Is it's a tiger's or is a war eagle? Pick it, it, a goddamn mascot. Pick a goddamn mascot. <laughs> uh, anyway, confusing. I. Yeah, I think it would actually be more just being able to stay on task without having to put in all these different um, barriers and restrictions on me. Like if I want to get, let's say if I wanted to, I'm hosting a get-together and I've got people coming over to my house. And you I want to make sure. In fact, looks, you are. Yes. I, I'm, I mean, I kind of am. Like I don't plan on throwing an after party at my no, house or anything. While, but here's what you should be but, ready for, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on the tangent. You should have a solid group of mixers there. Some booze. Oh and no, stuff. absolutely. Yeah, I have this around. Some I've plastic started cups, doing. I don't have ice. the mixers, but I have the booze. Right. So big bottle a, of rum, big bottle of vodka, like big five bottle of good standard mixers. Absolutely. Some plastic cups. Yep. You have music there, so that's yes, great. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway. But uh, let's say that I need to clean the whole house. My phone needs to be shut off or put in a different room while I'm doing all this stuff because I will get distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, the I have to do that too. I, like if I remember told you about this cleaning this place up before the party we had here. Yeah. At some point, because there was a lot of shit going on too, I'm just I'm putting the phone away. It wasn't okay for me. It wasn't like an ADD thing. It was like okay, I, there's stuff going on. I need to talk to people about the event coming up. But I said this is not working. I've got to put this for 45 minutes or an hour at least. 
I'm putting the phone completely away. uninterrupted, and yeah. I just you know got it done. Finally. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So yeah, you have to. So I have problems with that, and I, I and in my day to day job, like I I if I get started on a task and then get pulled away from it, it takes me even longer to get back to the original task. But you you when you arrive at work at work early, you uh, you do. You've told me this that you yeah yeah you, I can, just, you I, can knock a bunch of shit out. I can yeah I can because I, and I'll prioritize things. It's just that, uh, which is why I think uh, I've always been better at uh, managing, say, multiple tasks. Right. As long as something doesn't go wrong, if everything goes right, it's fine. I've actually gotten better in the past year and a half that I quit the hospital. I've gotten better at working on the fly and solving problems on the fly so I can get back to the original task at hand. Okay. I've gotten a lot better at that. I'm still only 50% to where I want to be. But but yeah, if I had to if I had to pick one thing, it would be to to be able to be just hyper focus on something without me being particularly interested in it. Because the last thing that I can remember getting very just just it interested me on so many facets that it became all consuming for several months was getting into fermentation and and like home brewing and things like that. And that was 13 okay. years ago. Well, what do you think that, because uh, 13 years ago, I mean, I'm just kind of wondering, what. why do you think you were able to stay on that? Because it interested me. It's the same thing going back to when I was in school. If it interested me, I'm going to find out every bit of information there is in existence about that one thing. Is some of the interest, I'm not being funny here, but I just wonder if some of the interest is because you can get a buzz from it, and it like a legal buzz. To a degree. I mean, I know it's a weird question. No, no, no. I mean. that, no there's the, there, that is an aspect to it. But it, I think it was more that it ticked off all all of my f- kind of favorite things. It's it's biology. It's chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, but it's a little bit of chance, but it's also cooking, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and there's a bit of artistry to it. There's a lot of artistry to it. Uh and then at the end of it, you get to, you know, get a little fucked up, which is right. always fun. But, like, even if that, because that's only one small portion of all the other things that interest me it, about fermentation. It is, and it's got to taste good I've also. It's got to taste right. You know, I love making sauerkraut and kimchi and kombucha and things like that. They don't get you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, might give you some gas, but otherwise. Get your yeah, guts fucked get up. Get your guts fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I, but, yeah, it. In my life, I figured I figured out that if something interests me, it interests me to a point where it's almost all-consuming. Like uh, when certain certain books hit me just uh, hit, hit me just right, I I can't put them down. Like mm. when uh, years ago, this is you know two or three years before the movie came out, but the Da Vinci Code. It was the mm. only well, it was the only Dan Brown book, but it was if I remember correctly, it was one, the only book with the the Robert Langdon character which is kind of like a modern day Indiana Jones he's a professor he's this he's that like whatever but for some reason the the mixture of his of of, of fiction with real history and art and and travel and things like that hit me so hard that I started reading the the Da Vinci Code at about seven o'clock at night eight o'clock at night before I go to bed and mm-hmm. I ended up reading it all throughout the night I think I put it away at like I finished the book at like 5 a.m. Oh shit! I read I, and I couldn't stop. Yeah. And then, like, I was I, I did a pre order for when the next book came out and read that. And it's one of those where, like, oh, if I discover something I'm really into, if it's consumable, it's I will consume it all. Like right now, about a week ago, I got into a show that I mean, I I it was suggested to me a year ago by Sean, and I finally, you know, made time. Is Ted Lasso? Mm-hmm. It's on uh, Apple TV. People tell me to watch it all the time. I'm going. I can't. I don't want to start another fucking. I just don't want to do it. It'll it'll consume you because it's really really fucking good. I know. I got other shit I need to do right now. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Exactly. Now for me, I'm able to kind of measure that. You know, I, I don't have 
a business to run or anything like that. So, right. uh, and now I'm, but I, I consumed, you know, the first, there's, there's two seasons out and then it's halfway through or three quarters away through the third season. Well, now I'm completely caught up to real time and I have to wait a week for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Which is like annoying. I have to wait a week. Yeah. I have to wait a like, week. Like, yeah, I have to wait a week. <laughs> just like I used to. We're all so entitled now that we can binge watch stuff, you know? Um, speaking of, shout out to Portia who finally watched Breaking Bad. She finished it a couple weeks oh, ago for the for first her. time. Yeah. I really want to sit down with her in person and just and t- really talk about it. And she's like, I have so many questions, and there's this and this and this. And I'm like, you need to watch El Camino. What's that? Oh, yeah. It's the follow on. Yeah, the, the follow up to it. And it fills in the gaps. Fills yeah. in gaps. Uh, I haven't watched the Saul Goodman show at all, but I, I've I've heard that that really I watched part of it and it was good too. But I thought so. But people kind of they don't really shit on uh, Breaking Bad, but they go, oh, I've watched oh it's better than Breaking Bad. I'm thinking okay, hold on just a minute. I'm not saying this show whatever they're touting isn't possibly better than Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad was kind of a breakout show. You know, I mean, it was done differently to me. It was it, very much so, and, and and that's well, they deserve that to say. Well, yeah, they, they're the one that made everybody else fucking kick it in the gear. Yeah, and they came out. It came out right at the perfect time because it was right as Netflix was getting up and going with their streaming service. Where it, like it, the streaming service had existed since like 2008 or something like that. But Breaking Bad came out in 2009. When I think it was the first season. I think might have been late 2008. Uh, but they. They were in danger of getting canceled mm-hmm. after that first season. Breaking Bad was? Yeah, but then it hit Netflix, and then people were binging it, and they were oh. like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, they're, 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 like, they're on streaming platforms, Breaking Bad went fucking ape shit. Well, mm-hmm. on, it was only on Netflix. And uh, that, which is why Netflix paid for and produced the El Camino, like the, that movie. Right. So, um, yeah, they, it, I think Breaking Bad hit right at the proper time for a show like that. Right, I, and I'm I glad agree. it did, and it is. I mean, it's up there. It's up there with with one of the with the greatest dramas of all time. It's my. I told my dad. I said, Dad, I think it's better than Mash. Like, oh, come on! I'm like, I'm telling you. I like. I. It's like, definitely. Di- I mean, yeah, it's a different it's time. Different, but a different. It, well, yeah, but like with the with the mixing drama and comedy. Yeah, it's a little bit of gore. Uh, you know, this and, and Mash that, had canned laughter. Uh, not all the seasons. The last like four seasons didn't. I don't think, if okay. I remember correctly, five because okay. they got rid of it because it was inappropriate. Yeah, it was kind of. The canned laughter is fucking terrible. Those are all dead people from the fifties. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but but it's, it's kind of like, like like to me, Breaking Bad was kind of like the uh, and we spoke about this before too. Like, like no one did after the first time someone did a a, a, a backflip or a loop on a motorcycle, a motocross motorcycle. No one knew we could even fucking do it until somebody did it, and then it, that broke open the fucking. And then everybody floodgates. fucking did it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's kind of to me what in sort of like Breaking Bad was like. Oh, you can actually. This is badass. We gotta fucking kick up our game a little bit. We can yeah. really push the limits and it's absolutely true. Be kind of dark and be kind of have these. Yeah, the kind of you know what I'm saying. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it opens your eyes up to possibility. And they push the boundaries for what could be on network television. Yeah. For language and violence. And I mean, we're, t- we're talking about a show that 10 years ago, 12, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. had an episode where a guy's decapitated head was put on the back of a desert tortoise. <laughs> Let's fucking think about that for a second. Yeah. Well, happens out here all the time now, but. Well, I mean, I know it was commonplace in the Southwest. We get it. <laughs> uh, but for the rest of the world. Right. That's not as sunbaked. Like, what are those boys doing out there in New Mexico? Usually people are too hot and tired to even report that kind of thing around here. But, you, but <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, such a, it's a dry heat. We're reporting that for the 14th time today. Uh, 
but yeah, why don't we talk about Breaking Bad? Because it was because uh, we can't stay on task. That's why. That's because yeah, the problem that you were having had to be with uh, what the fuck? How we get off on the show? Someone I don't even please, know. Well, the third caller to call in and tell us. Yeah, the next caller. Um, shows and network. What the fuck? What was the connection? I was talking about how I get into some get get into something so much. If it's consumable, oh, I'll, it I'll consume it to the nth degree. That's what it was. And it and now binge watching. Now we talked binge watching. And Correct. Then you said your daughter watched. That's what you said. Your yeah. daughter watched Breaking Bad. And now I'm at the point now where there's yeah. no more Ted Lasso for me right. to watch until next week, I'm and so, I have to I'm wait. So sorry, Joe. Nah, it's it, I, honestly I sorry think for it's, your loss. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that you have to wait, you entitled hugs asshole. And, hugs and pra- prayers and uh, thoughts, uh, and, thoughts prayers, and prayers, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> to your situation. Speaking of thoughts and prayers, that just reminds me because that's a st- one of my favorite stand-up specials. So for over for probably two years now, uh, Jason, you know Jason. I don't want to say his last name on mm-hmm. here, just in case you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been calling me. His he had a nickname for me has been Baby J. Okay. For like two I years, I didn't know this. Now yeah. I know. Okay. And. That's John Mulaney's new, the name of his stand-up special just came out last week is Baby J, and it came out on my fucking birthday. So I was really? like, I'm like, you hey, fucker. He didn't tell him that, did he? He didn't tell the the the, the comedian. He didn't say, here's what you got to call your special. Yeah, he well, yeah he's that. like, hey, by the way, let's piss off my friend Joe. You yeah. don't know me, but I'm Jason, and you're going to piss off my friend Joe. I call him Baby J. You should name your special. He's like, well, that's a great idea. In that <laughs> John Mulaney voice. Anyway, uh... So yeah, if I could have, if I could be perfect or in like really good at any one thing, it would be the ability to block out the entire world and any and all distractions and hyper focus on something. And I've tried okay, for because, years because to be able okay, to do that. so that would in theory solve the problem. Problem. It whatever, would solve a bunch of, of problems of in the my guitar, life. of playing yeah. the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, it would. I mean that and and other things too. It feels really good because like, I haven't played my pipes in a while, and I used to have take guitar lessons, and I was okay at it. But the only reason I didn't do any better at it because because probably I was distracted as a kid. Same kind of thing, I suppose. But uh, I think that I could stay more focused with it now. Like I can, you've seen me stay reasonably focused on different projects. Yes, shall we say you have that ability. Um, and I don't know what. Well, it's kind of for some of the bigger negative things. It's that. It's kind of like it feels like a, a fight to me, and it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose this fight. Well, being able you to hyper focus on things is a double edged sword because you can hyper focus on something that you need to get done, or you can hyper focus on something that has, is bothering you. Right. And 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 one's not all that healthy, so, and the other can be you know obsessive uh, uh, focus can be a real problem too because then you just forget about friends and family and interpersonal relationships and things like that and become a bit of a recluse and get a little bit fucking nutty. And I don't really know if, like, one thing I was going to say that I could do, it's a little simpler thing than that for me, but the question is, if I decided to do it, could I do it? And I've spoken about this before, but I like to be able just to really sing really well. Like, in other words, like, if there was someone that was playing one of my favorite songs out here locally, you know, I want to jump up there and people go... Man, Paul's about to belt this out. Listen to yeah, it. right. Fucking, you know, yeah, this is always a treat. Watch this shit. Yeah, which is just the opposite of that. Now I'd imagine what it, if it would be, but it, that's so. The question would be for me, and I don't have the answer. If I really felt and believed that, could I? I don't know if I have it or not. Could I take you know vocal lessons and and get to that point where I could do that? I've, I don't know. I've been told by two different vocal coaches that are uh, that if you, um, as long as you are not tone deaf. You can be taught to sing. Are there tests Some for that? Some people, yeah, like a, a vocal coach builder. Can I go that. online and do that and go to a 
Might have to go to talk to somebody in person. Go to YouTube. And hey, Gen Z, can't learn everything from fucking YouTube. <laughs> you can't. Actually, yes, you can learn literally everything. A now lot, you, a lot. You, uh, but I would say a vocal, uh, definitely a vocal coach would be able to tell you if you're, you know, if you're tone deaf, which I don't think you are. Yeah. Uh, because you can hear different. Like most people that are tone deaf, at least in my experience, they can't tell the difference between like a minor and a major key. Like if a song sounds oh. dark and brooding, you're like, oh, it's a minor key, and right. then vice versa. So, like, I don't think that you're tone deaf. So you might just need to be taught, you know? You need a teacher. Need a more, like, music theory kind of thing. Maybe not even that. Yeah. Most singers don't know theory. I wonder if, speaking of the person we want on the show, I wonder if I could talk to Mr. Mr. Frank. He would absolutely. And that, I, could say, Let's I think go. he does vocal lessons. Uh, well, I, I don't want to say lessons, but you be taught. I can, go, I can go online and do music theory almost. Well, yeah, Not even almost. You could go on. You could yeah. take online courses for music theory yes hmm anyway so maybe it's one of those things where i just haven't decided to you know you know what i mean if i really want if i really really wanted to do it because one of the things a good friend of mine back in Atlanta would say you know you you end up doing what you really want to do you know and so is it whether you're in business or not or your career path or or if you're not let's say someone says they're not that motivated Maybe they really don't want to be motivated. Maybe they they like their life the way it is, and it's 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 they reach a homeostasis or something. And it's like yeah, that's good enough. They reach their comfort yeah. zone or their what do you want to call it? Their I used to, we used to call that. I think I mentioned it before about your comfort level or whatever. So there's no reason. But some people that's their flaw though is they they never are comfortable or satisfied or they never have worked hard enough Which made can, enough money and that can be negative very negative for their I, entire I, rest of life. I worked with a woman like that that we've talked about on here before that mm-hmm. she grew up very poor mm-hmm. uh in the philippines and not just like regular like not just like what we think is poor in this like country like literal like, dirt poor probably like there was like there was no running water there was she didn't live in a house that had a flush to, that had a toilet with an actual drain until she was like 17 wow so like most people that grow up like that are very they're so grateful and and practice gratitude for all the things that they have in their life now mm-hmm. you know if they you know if they brought themselves out of that for however however they brought themselves out of it she could never ever soak up enough overtime buy enough purses buy enough flashy jewelry and bags and shoes and all this other shit she could never do enough because she wanted the world to know that she wasn't poor anymore, and mm-hmm. it became an obsession, and it's still like that. And that's she's kind like of 65 between, years that's old. That's kind of just between new money and old money kind of thing in a way. Like, it kind of is. And, and it like hood rich. Yeah, and, and they, they some hood rich really is rich, let's say, but they have to show it. Yeah. You know, like you're saying, I, I understand that, so... Um, I understand. The, I understand the mentality behind it. I and, and that's not to say that if I ever came into like a windfall of money that I wouldn't be like that too but i i don't think i would i think i've in my mind i've always wondered what would happen what i would do if i was just dropped drop people dropped somebody dropped a bunch of money in my lap you'd, you'd probably I, buy nicer things but you wouldn't buy like let's say ostentation tations holy shit ostentatiously whatever I, like, yeah. like some of those some of those shirts we talk about certain certain logoed shirts that are known to be really expensive i don't mean just like a nike shirt yeah I'm other whatever this fucking branding shit is that people do that certain people know oh that's a thousand dollar t-shirt like you know, you know th- yeah this shit I, exists i would never ever <laughs> ever ever in a you know in what i'm a, talking about yeah i do know what you're talking yeah. about and i and i'm not and i'm not a brand person typically anyway right like i really just don't like 
branding. I think a lot of that also comes from as an adult being fat enough that I don't fit into a men's large where I would buy high fashion shit or right. what people think is high fashion. Right. But uh, but like, uh, yeah, I think if I you know came into a windfall of money, it would be I would have I would definitely change my living situation. Probably move, you know. Mm-hmm. But I would also, if I could afford it, I would keep, like, say, an, an apartment somewhere where I could stay in, I don't know, Dayton, Ohio or something like that, to where sure. I could go out and visit my family and friends and whoever's out there, but then have, like, a home base somewhere. Yeah, that kind and of stuff would be, would be nice to do I wouldn't that. buy things. I would buy, I would, I, I would buy memories and And you'd activities. probably buy, I'm guessing, because I know that I would, I mean, I've got my own plane like this, too, but that's certain limited. If I, if I had a big pile of disposable income where you you weren't burning through it and there was right. it wasn't going away so we say i would definitely do the whole net jets thing. absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i want to fly from here to dayton ohio yeah for some aviation event within the next 45 minutes yeah you just order it up on your yeah. app literally just calling what sides of jet do we want today who's coming <laughs> who wants to go to dayton right anybody wants some skyline chili Let's and again go. to where when this gets fixed out here because that would be cool right we could be recording a podcast waiting for the jet and the door could be open here, and they'd be taxiing up right up here. Yeah, <laughs> we'd say, "Okay, we gotta go. We're signing." Sorry, I gotta now. go. Like, I, da, Paul, I gotta poop. Ah, they got a toilet on there. Don't. It's a nice. Like, nicer toilet than we got here in the hangar. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have. Yeah. What what kind of food would you have them? Because uh, you can get anything you want. You, you're not gonna be a normal normal sky hostess, as my father would call flight attendants. Well, a, a sky, sky hostess. hostess. I <laughs> I actually. Off. So here's the thing. I'm one of those people that gets really gassy on planes. What's that noise? Was that you speaking of gassy? Was that what noise was that? That wasn't me. I thought that was you. Oh, I think it's the wind. Okay, all right. The uh, winds. The winds. It was the, the winds. winds. It gives me the winds. <laughs> uh, no, I get really gassy on planes, so I rarely drink anything other than water, and I ne- rarely, rarely eat on planes ever. I would love a big bowl of jambalaya on a fucking net jet. That'd be. Mean. I would do weird shit. I would be like, I want, uh, I want Captain Crunch all berries. I was going. I thought of Captain Crunch. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Not the all berries, but just Captain Crunch. I haven't had that in a long or time. Or the. Uh, I need somebody to find me some Count Chocula. I'm not really a Count Chocula person because it's brown. Frankenberries. Because it's brown. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like I would like a bowl of pozole, please. If you could swing by somewhere in Central Mexico and pick that up, and then meet me in Kingman. Yes, sir, Mr. Fellers, right away. Actually, a shrimp cocktail would be nice. Shrimp. Actually, I would probably order up something like that. I was like, I want two pounds of shrimp. Bold. And I want big fucking shrimp. Yeah. Mm. Bold shrimp. I want some fucking bold shrimp and bold peanuts. Because then we fly, like, what's the closest airport to where your mom lives? Dayton International. Okay. So. I mean, it depends. What do, you, what do you think they can land at the uh, Waco uh, airfield? Yeah, the, take a that's PC-12. You have to take a PC-12 then. Yeah, you could order a PC-12. For those of you who don't know, it's a smaller airplane, turbine, turboprop. That would could, land on the grass that small, oh, yeah. that short of a grass strip? Well, let's look up. I'll, I'll go up right now and see. I, I guarantee it could. Yeah? Because that's like, it's not walking distance, but if you had a, a multi-geared bike, you can get to my mom's house in under 10 minutes from that place like, you could, on a you bicycle. Could, you could bring in the... PC-12's got a good storage space, too, so you could have a little, even a little electric bicycle, you could put it in there, like oh a folded electric bike, land right there and just bicycle right in. I would in. definitely have somebody pick me up, because it's Troy, Ohio, and I could just, I'm sure I, I'm sure we could figure out an Uber that has like a Lincoln Town car or something. <laughs> and and, and but, I guarantee you I would catch hell for it. My mom would be like, oh, look at the fucking, the big shot here, flew in his, did but, his net jet Uber. But, that, but that's buying an experience. People, people would all, 
would tell me, why don't you just fly your own airplane? Because you can't really drink on your own airplane. I mean, you can. You can. Until you get caught and crash and stuff. Yeah, if you're Patrick Swayze. And right. look what happened to him. Yeah. Boom, cancer. Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what it was. It was eating at him so so badly when he did his little drinking maneuver. Was it Prescott? Is that where yeah. he had like a hard landing and he got la- out? And- he landed on the fucking road. Oh, shit. It wasn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then, and then the guy got in trouble, too, because it was at night, I think. He just, with his dog and a bunch of beer, and he he ran out of gas, I think. I think he landed like a glider on a, which is hard to do in the desert, by the way. He found a long enough stretch of road and kind of landed and kind of wrecked the airplane somewhat, but not terribly. And whoever was there, the guy got out and he saw that it was Patrick Swayze, and apparently, literally, beer cans came out of the airplane. Fell out of the airplane when he got out of and it. And went, oh, oh shit. God. And he helped hide hide him. You know, he didn't want to get him in trouble and stuff, and he got in trouble, too. Oh, man. So... He didn't want to get a roundhouse kick to the face. No, he didn't. So anyway, I think you know that's buying an experience, right? It's it to be to be. You said you'd you would buy things more like that. You'd probably like I said you probably buy some clothes for yourself, a little bit better place to live. But you could have a place like you said, an apartment, a nice apartment, yeah, somewhere in the Dayton area, and you could fly there, and not worry about driving and then parking your vehicle, whatever at Vegas right. and going through TSA. Because that's the big advantage of having your own plane or a NetJets thing. It's just not having to deal with any you of the bullshit deal, you, at the airport. You just get on the airplane. It, it's the opposite experience. It's like they're they're happy to see you. Yeah. When you're that level, you know that status. Right. When it comes to like flying pr- uh, private. Right. As opposed to the airport employees are like, oh god, more fucking people. Like they just don't want to deal. Well, and with a lot you. of people they're dealing with it all the time are not are shitheads. Are not the best people. And I try yeah. my damnedest to always be nice to people in the airport. Oh, you can win I points that way. You, you, can, you can get little oh, upgrades and things. You can many you can win times, them over many it, times. I've the bar is low now, by the way, yeah. for winning people over in your control of your life when you're on the airplane. Yeah, <laughs> it's set. Thank you, uh, normal people. Like the the five <laughs> extra cocktails on top of the one cocktail I got for free on Hawaiian Airlines because I'd never been to Hawaii before the. The uh, the uh, flight attendant came by and he said, uh, uh, "You get one cocktail and we serve a hot meal. When would you like the meal? Are you tired?" And I said, I, "I'm exhausted because I was partying with my friends last night, mm-hmm. and I was drunk until about an hour ago." And he started laughing. He goes, "All right, well, maybe I'll wait until after you've had a nap." <laughs> and brought me a bottle of water and asked me if I needed ibuprofen. Super cool guy, nice. yeah. but it really ramped up when he he happened. I had my AirPods in, laptop out, and I'm watching this little documentary on. It's and it's a it's an ESPN thirty for thirty on Eddie Icow, which we've talked about mm-hmm, before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm watching that documentary, and I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's a flight attendant, and he goes, "Are you watching the thirty for thirty on Eddie?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "You realize most people who have never been to Hawaii don't know who the hell that guy is." And I'm like, "I've known who he was since I was a kid because I used to have Surfer Magazine and this and that." And they're like they would talk about him. I knew what the I know what the Eddie is and this and that and anything. He was like that just be, and being nice to the guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he, I ordered a drink from him, and it was like 45 minutes later he brought me the drink. He's like, man, I am so sorry. I had big, rowdy group of tourists. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, man. It's no big deal. I'm not – I'm not. it's a free drink right. on the nicest aircraft I've ever flown in. Right. I'm totally okay with it. I'm comfortable. I'm getting ready to go on vacation to a place I've never been to. I'm in this and that. And that. So because I extended like that, showed that level of interest that I, and I wasn't being a dick, that guy, he's like, this one's on me. 20 minutes later, there, this one's on me. And there were, it was all various my ties and hurricanes right. and all sorts of Well, here's drinks. the thing they're trying to do also, and, and they're, they're, they're giving some latitude for things like that, but they, they also, the deal is they want to encourage 
those kind of people a customer to for come life. back. Yeah, and they they have they know me. you're not an asshole, yeah, and they need a plane full of not assholes. They want a plane full of Joes, not a plane yeah. full of Karens, man. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, but that. And then he was on my flight on the way back, too. Oh, okay, cool. And, you know, 20 days later, 18 days later, or whatever it was, and he's like, oh, man, how was your trip? And, I, and he's like, my brother called me and said, that guy you met on the plane went to, because his brother has a restaurant. I went there and ate there a few times. And mm-hmm. and uh, my brother said that you showed up, and I didn't know when your flight was coming, your return flight. This is cool. So, And he actually, like, asked if he could sit down and hang out with me, and we ta- I told him all the shit that I did. He's like, man, you did not, you had a locals experience. You didn't have... Right, a touristy experience, and he's like, "Also, thanks for not going to the Dole Plantation." I'm like, "I didn't want to go to the Dole Plantation, <laughs> fucking anyway." It's like I don't want to visit a plantation home in the South either because of it's a shitty history. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I would hesitate to go to Auschwitz. <laughs> right, you know. Well, people do go there not to celebrate it. S- spe- <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> so. of, have you seen this latest bullshit of like this like? I mean, it's gotten to the point where this whole influencer thing on oh, social media God, has gotten the out of fucking people hand. People are trying to be assholes when they not. They're assholes, doing they're, like there's women doing sexy poses and shit sitting on Auschwitz, the on the yeah. railway to the entrance to fucking I've Auschwitz. I've seen some. I can't. I can't. Oh take my this. God, it's so offensive. It's kind of. It's like when uh, uh, Justin Bieber. Now, oh. granted, I'll give Bieber some latitude because he became very rich at a very young age and with no he fucking went to the guidance. Anne Frank House, you mean? Went to Anne Frank House and wrote that shit and like, she, like just. Man, I wonder if she would have been a believer. A believer, like. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. But I'm I think going, he was oh like, my God. I think he was it's like, not funny, people. He, I'm just. It, it's you know, it's laughable because it's so inappropriate, right? But yeah, people are doing that shit at Auschwitz. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people, right? Like just they, but eh, I don't know. I don't want to be the. I don't want to get off on the the younger generation blah 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 blah. it's not that it's not that because a lot of those folks are around my age maybe even older it's not it's not just the younger generation it's just people having a lack of fucking respect yeah you know yeah the people that i know that went there and i haven't gone i'm not sure i'd want to go to be honest but um well you you've been not to auschwitz oh no you didn't go to auschwitz. Or, or to auschwitz is in poland uh you're talking about uh, uh the German, German one is, is dachau yeah my father went to dachau oh, oh okay um but he said yeah you know my father's got a hat up he's not no longer with us uh, was really a soft super soft heart and stuff like that and he says yeah it's is it is the most uncomfortable thing he's ever seen his entire yeah, life yeah i bet i bet you know and if you I don't mean, take some of that away with you then there's kind of something wrong with you in a way, and they're, they're, all these influencers are going there. You have no no empathy you know. whatsoever. Ooh, no topless at Auschwitz, you oh, know, God. whatever the fuck yeah. they're doing. I have no idea. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. The uh, yeah, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that trip I took to to Pearl Harbor to the USS Arizona specifically, mm-hmm. and they said no flash photography. This is an active fucking gravesite. There are people below you that are dead that have never been. Mm-hmm. The bodies have never been brought up. Like this is where they are their final resting place. Have respect, and that that guy. Probably in his sixties, maybe, may, maybe even been around seventy, that started taking picture and video, and you had to. I don't know what the, I. I would say those guys are probably at least. Oh, there was someone there. Petty like, officer, first class, not not p- abiding by their rights. Oh, there was, it was an there. older guy. It wasn't like some young influencer. It was just some oh. some guy, an older guy. And uh, you had you know two naval officers are who escort you on the boat. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got two naval officers and you got the guy piloting the boat. How many people are in the groups that go at a time? That go? 30, 20, 20 to so 30. Keep it pretty small and very small. And it's a small boat. Yeah. yeah. It's like a deck boat with, with seats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
uh, yeah, and then it's like a maybe a five to seven minute ride across the across the harbor from where the dock is and like the museum and okay, all that stuff. I have another detailed question. I'm sorry for this. Now, when they when they take you off there and go back to shore, is it only one boat going back and forth, or they yes. got they got two? They're one kind of boat passing. going back and forth. That's the only boat going That's back. It. I yeah. got you. Okay. I got it. Yeah, they probably have a backup vessel, but they only have the one, one doing back, or at least thing. when I was there in 2020. That was okay. the, yeah. It's like a five minute but boat ride. These, you, these, you have your pilot, got your, your pilot of the boat, and then mm. you've got you you got your two officers that are fucking Cur- serious holding current military U- United States Navy naval, naval yeah, officers exactly. Yeah. And they've I don't know. I, okay, I shouldn't say they're probably enlisted men, but they're definitely carrying sidearms. Okay, and. Uh, that guy got a real stern talking to and was warned, like, you don't get another warning. The next the next time you pull your phone out and take pictures, you will be handcuffed and put on the boat. Good. And I wish they would have done it anyway. Yeah, no fucking shit. I kind of would have would have been funny to see them slam some old guy in. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I mean, he was... And you're, to- you're told this, right? Before yeah, you go you're there, to- that's part it's of the- not like you missed that part of the brochure. Before you get on the boat, you walk through the Pearl Harbor Museum, and it's mm-hmm. like it's a whole self-guided thing that... The only way you can walk through it, you have to walk through the whole history of why Pearl Harbor was a target, what was going on, why. The only way to get on the boat is you walk through the museum, and then the the exit to the museum is the dock Mm -hmm. for the boat. So, like, you've already walked through this, and then they give you a briefing before you get on the boat, and then when you're on the boat, they're giving you a briefing of what is and is not allowed and appropriate when you get there. It's made clear, very fucking crystal clear, Mm -hmm. and the guy still. I'm like, uh, I'm, I, but I was glad to see that they enforced it instead of just let it go. Oh yeah, and but I was very, very happy to see that. And it was like, uh, it was very, it was such a, uh, I don't know. When I, I talked to my mom that afternoon and my stepdad, and he said that uh, it was the most somber place he's ever been to in the world. And he's, you know, been well traveled. He was in the Navy eleven years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he said it's the most somber place he's ever been to. I said that is absolutely the for me the exact same. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, but the fact that the guy just completely violated shit on the rules and was like, I'm like, man, not only rules, it shouldn't even have to be a rule, but it, it is a rule for people like fucking that, and right. that's disgusting. Right. And I'm shocked that the fucking country of Poland is even allowing some of those people to be. I, I'm surprised that they're they, well. I guess I could they, see them they allowing people there kicking those fuckers out too. But also, I could see where it's okay for them to take pictures because of creating lasting memories. So you don't fucking forget just how awful. Yeah, but if they're doing the treated. stupid stuff, correct? Yeah, like, like what the fuck? It's like if it was 2011, people would be planking and shit. You know, and we don't need to be doing that either. I'm trying to think if um, if I were to go, if I want to go back to Europe, if I go there, if I, I haven't been to Poland, but if I were to go there. Would I go to Auschwitz? I don't even know if I'd want to see it. I, I but I got to think about that. I'm sure you would well, probably go. Well, it's one go. of those things. I'm it depends. You would probably go. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and I, I, I don't know. It, it it's also one of those things where I was I I wanted to go to Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to at least pay my respects and go to Pearl Harbor. I would I would go to Pearl Harbor. But it also set the tone for the rest of the day. Like Timmy had to like get me out of my my funk. Yeah, because it was it. Luckily, it was a. It was like the perfect day to go because it was the day after Pearl. So December eighth. Oh shit! Is when I went there. Yeah, yeah. I tried to go on on the seventh. I'm uh, sure everybody. I, I, I bet it's close to the public on the seventh. It's not close to the public, but it's you get uh, preferential. Uh, it's for, uh, former military is uh, is first. And is if, it happens, first. if they happen to fill up all the tours, then you don't. And, that, get to and go. that's exactly what happens. Okay. Which is I was totally okay with because yeah. December seventh, I was uh, I was actually at. Um, 
uh, it was a couple days before the Bonsai Pipeline Masters started. So that's when I, I got to meet you know a handful of professional surfers. Literally two guys I had a, their fucking poster on my wall when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a great day, and I was gr- glad to be able to do that instead. But I also got to witness what the rest of the island does at nine thirty five or whatever, which is a moment of silence. I imagine of some kind. Uh, the fucking freeway shuts down. Wow. People get out of their cars. It's like a, and it's like five minutes of silence. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was kind of blown away. That's, I mean, like you could be in a restaurant. Roughly a million people. Oh, yeah. And everything, everything stops. Everything just stops. Music, TVs, fucking everything stops. Wow. Your air raid sirens go off and everything just fucking stops, which is, I, it should be like that. It's a huge moment in, in U.S. history. Yeah. So, anyway. So Porsche's watching Breaking Bad so now. So Porsche's watching Breaking Bad now, <laughs> and Joe can't stay on task. I think that's all I got for this Sunday. All right. Let's see. People don't know this. It's a Sunday afternoon now. So Yeah. Yes. It's now Sunday afternoon. It was a, started out as a slow jazz, smooth jazz, Sunday. now it's Now it's Tyler, Tyler Childers in the background, yeah. and Joe not staying on task. All right. That's it. We done? All right. Thanks, folks. Have a good week. Is there something you want to promote just real quick? No? Yes? No? I got nothing right now. Okay. I got nothing off yeah, We hands. don't know, because it's Sunday. It is people Sunday. People aren't promoting their shit yet. Yeah. No, that's fine. Get your shit together, people. Get your shit together. Okay. That's okay, it. bye.